When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, folks. Welcome once again to Lee's Life's Facebook page with myself, Baron Cross, and Joe Donoghue here at Ellen Road. Hopefully you can hear us over the lawnmowers. The, uh, the groundsmen are doing work to the pitch um, in the hours after full-time. On what could be quite a seismic day in Leeds United's recent history, um, another drubbing, another four goals. That's 20 in the last five games now. Joe tells me that's a, a record, or Opta has told Joe that's a record. Um, no Premier League club has ever conceded that many goals in one month before which is quite stark really um, in where things are at and ultimately um, it feels like a decision may be, may be coming, we don't know yet we haven't been given any information on that but all the facts would suggest that Leeds aren't breaking out of this run of form anytime soon and with Andrea Abrazani there today Peter Lowy there today Angus Kinnear and Victor Orta as usual. They would not be doing their jobs properly if they weren't at least discussing what their options were and where things stand because based on, on that match today, Joe, I mean, that was exactly what they didn't need after Liverpool on Wednesday. I mean, there was, there was nothing there to suggest that this is going to change anytime soon. I mean, that was... Yeah. Those first two goals were very, very uncomfortable to watch. It, it was, it was soft, uh, especially those first two goals, and it didn't seem as though Leeds put up enough of a resistance. And it was kind of a, there was a sense that, well, the third one is going to come at some point because Leeds weren't putting up enough going forward, and and at the back it was just too open. It was the, it was the game plan that Antonio Conte would have wanted from his side. Um, you know, score early, uh, then hit Leeds on the break, and they managed to do that. They were very compact at the back. Their wing-backs were really good today. And Leeds just weren't at it. They weren't at the races. And as you say, Baron, the one thing that they needed to do today was a reaction after Liverpool. One thing you need after a heavy defeat, a 6-0 defeat in midweek, is to keep things tight, to make sure that you don't concede, at least not in the same manner. But unfortunately, that was that was the case, especially you know 15 minutes into the game. 2-0 down, you've got a mountain to climb. And from there, against a team who are quite literally designed and engineered to, to sit behind the ball and hit you with their, their players who can, who can, you know, like Harry Kane did, loft one over the top for, for Son Kung Min. So, yeah, it was, it was not the reaction and the response that was needed. Um, and I think, you know, as, as a result, that is, that is kind of where the, the, the questions and the, the uncertainty is, is coming from. Just watching Stuart Dallas there walk away. He's just emerged from the tunnel. He's walking into the, the Norman Hunter South Stand. Um, not a usual route players take but no sign of anything going on he's on his own and good well be going to meet his family to be honest um, but just something we don't normally see um, yeah I, I mean the most recent information we have is we spoke to Bielsa less than half an hour ago and he remains confident I think um, I asked him directly do you have confidence that you still have the ideas and the ability to turn this season around for Leeds and, and he said of course so as far as he is concerned, it doesn't look like he's going to walk away anytime soon. He firmly believes he has got the capacity to resolve what Leeds United are going through at the moment. And they're not in the bottom three yet. Uh, as we speak, Burnley and Brentford are both losing, which is good for Leeds. 
Um, Newcastle are winning, which is probably one of the one of the realities Leeds might have to accept if they're going to watch the other teams get dragged in along with them. So there are still 12 matches to go, but the concerning thing is is off the back of Wednesday and today is that it just doesn't feel like it's going to change. Um, yeah. the, the caveats remain. I mean, Bielsa said you know, he insisted he wasn't trying to justify the results, but he did at least acknowledge which is unusual for him. He did acknowledge that th- these three matches have been against three of the six best teams in the division. And he said, without looking for excuses, it, you know, that is a fact that these three heavy defeats have come against very, very competent and, and expensively assembled teams. So my interpretation of that is he is looking at the matches, maybe not even Leicester, but he's looking at those Villa and Norwich matches and believing that his system can still get results. And the system has been proven to work. You know, we have seen it. They finished ninth last season. They can do it. But is it coming down to personnel? I mean, there were several questions on the personnel today with Bielsa, and and whilst he continues to take the blame, you know, he was asked, "How can you be held responsible for individual errors and individual decisions that players are making on the pitch?" And, and he refused to blame the players in any way at all. He reiterated that he felt he was seeing enough work rate from those players to believe that that they are working for him and they are working for the system and they've not thrown the towel in so he's not seeing anything concerning in that regard so just got to wait and see I mean it's been so long since there were bad times at Leeds it's hard to kind of recall what Radrizzani may do he was he was ruthless in removing Paul Heckingbottom in the summer of 2018 uh, after what was a, you know, a pretty lacklustre finish to the championship season and since then it's been it's already been a topic on the table and there's been no real need for, for for talk like this and as I say Peter Lowy this isn't you know the first game in a while he's turned up out of the blue he has been going to, to several games recently so that, that isn't out of the blue Andrea Radrizzani of course regularly in Italy isn't at every game but, but is here today and I am sure as I say that there will be conversations going on as to what the club's position is and they will be looking at the facts that Victor Orta of course is the football man in those relationships he'll be looking at what he is seeing on the field and I'm sure there'll be conversations with the, with the senior leadership in, in the dressing room I'm sure it would be bizarre if Liam Cooper Stuart Dallas and Luke Ayling were not being consulted on, on the way they see it in the dressing room they will need to establish exactly the way everybody's feeling about the way the season is going and whether they firmly believe they are playing a system that will get them out of trouble because as it stands they're just far too open and as Joe was saying there I mean the timing of them to go to go two down so early yeah. it just sucked the life out of the stadium and out of the players Luke Ayling tried to rally them but it felt like a procession from that point didn't it, it and, then, and then the third before half time it's just and I mean the most telling sign was it was booze for the first time yeah. in Bielsa's tenure at half time I mean that that is always a sign of, of what's going on I think social media and messaging forums are, are always going to be more volatile but that the mood in the ground is always the most important barometer for the way a head coach is perceived and Whilst there's not outright mutiny among the fans and they're not all, you know, they're not, they're not shouting Bielsa out, I think just for the general situation they needed to air their grievances, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they had to make their, their feelings known and, and they've got every right to do that. It was a strange sensation. You kind of you did anticipate that maybe there would be because of the manner of the, the three goals and the fact that it was the scoreline was 3-0 at half-time. But it was it was strange. It was strange to see given how, how well received everything has been in, in sort of the three and a half years that Bielsa has been here I think it's also to polarise that it's important to mention that for about five to ten minutes during the second half 
you know, the, the Ellen Road was playing all the hits, you know, trying to rally the players. You know, there was Wacko, there was We All Love Leeds. Um, I think at one point there was a Marcelo Bielsa chant, there was definitely those before kickoff. And you, you think this is on the back of a 6 0 defeat to Liverpool. So I think, as you say, Baron, while it's not Bielsa out and while fans are not calling for that, grievances were aired, but I don't think it's got to that point with, with the, the majority of the fans in, in the stadium just yet. But as you say, it's, it's ultimately not their, not their call and, and that, will, that will rest with, with, with the top brass who are, who are obviously here today and, and as you say, we'll be having discussions. I mean, you know, we've seen, seen those reports like yourselves about whether the, the, there's some uncertainty over the future. I mean, it's, yeah, it's one of those where we're just going to have to wait and see because, um, yeah, on, on looking at the, the plain facts and you know, neutrals looking at it, people who are not sort of plugged into to the Leeds United universe will look at it and say, 60 goals conceded all season, the most in the Premier League. 20 goals conceded in, in the one month alone. You know, I mean, that, when you actually put it like that, that's a, so that's a third of this yeah. season's entire goals conceded in five games. Yeah. And, and you know, you, 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 it's, it, whichever way you look at it, you can't dress it up well. Um, and, you know, if, if it wasn't Bielsa, if it was another manager, I think we'd be sitting here having a very yeah. different conversation. He's got immense credit in the bank, which is why this decision has not come any sooner. Um, if we're going to drill down into it and look at it and, and play out that scenario and, and the way Radrazani, Kinnear and Orta will be looking at this, they've got 12 games to go now. Technically, it's not in their hands anymore. If, 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 I mean, that, that's an age-old football argument. So the way you apply it is... If all of the teams around them were to win every game they have left now, Leeds would be powerless to stop themselves going down. That's the way we're trying to phrase it. If, in the unlikely event that those equally poor teams were to win those games in hand, they would jump Leeds and Leeds would drop into the bottom three. So that's that's a fact of the matter. As I say, Brentford and Burnley are currently both losing. I think Brentford more and more are looking like the one team that could perhaps bail Leeds out of this. But Leeds have to sh- have to have to play their part you know, they, yeah. they can't just keep relying on these poor sides to drop points without picking up their own I mean we're in a really really tough spot now it reminds me a little bit of the spot we were in in December where again there was a succession of tough fixtures to play and, and they couldn't get anything from them famously played very well at Chelsea and lost absolutely annihilated at Man City and of course beaten heavily here against Arsenal with you know, a, a very very mixed side on the pitch the bench, ironically, was, was looking the strongest it's looked in months today. But the ideas just look tired, and they, the players look like they're just devoid of ideas. and you know. Faith and confidence in their own ability. I think the Stuart Dallas chance summed that up. Yeah. You know, a, a player in, playing in his pomp would have gone around Larice, would have looked at the goal, would have, looked, would have seen the open goal, and, and from 20 or 25 yards would have passed it into the net. Or at least put some look at look at his finish it. at Man City last season. Well, exactly, 90th yeah. minute, one-one. You've got Edison to beat, took and you just gamble. knock it past. Yeah, took the chance. Whereas today it was, you know, he, he, he took so long after rounding, after you know benefiting from the from the knock from from Lloris, that it allowed not only Cessignon to get back on the line, but another Spurs defender. You know, he didn't even get to Cessignon. His shot was blocked by, by another a recovering player. defender. Um, it's, it's a team which, you know, the, the confidence has been sapped, and rightly so. When you, when you, he also said this, when you're in a run like Leeds are going through at the moment, there will be periods and there will be points where players are doubting themselves. You know, maybe you're not trying the more audacious things because you're conscious of the, the consequences and, and, you know, the, the, the things are so much more at stake, things are so much more fractious. And, 
and things like that. So I do think that the, the, the squad is suffering from maybe a crisis of confidence at the moment, um, and that's obviously not helping on, on the pitch because you know it's largely the same players that were playing with such flow and such verve and pizzazz at the back end of last season. They've got 12 games to go, and they've still got, as we say, in the immediate future, Leicester is in, is in a week's time, and whilst on paper they've got a they've got a top six or top seven side, um, they're mid table for a reason. They haven't won this year, so of course went to Leicester last season with with I think what was my performance of the season in terms of an all round 90 minute performance in terms of dominating a game against a very very good side. So that is winnable at least, um, whilst not being easy. And then, then we do come to the Villa Norwich double header, and that that is what will be looming large for the top brass. And they have to look at it and think: if they were to make a change now, they've got 12 games to go. For me, it's too late. For me, I, I don't think you can get somebody in with this group of with this small group of players and inject the kind of change you need to see that gets them out of bother. I just I think they're too indoctrinated with what Bielsa has done for in some cases four years with some of these players and I think it's really really hard to have them play another way so if you're ruling a different style of play out and you're looking at bringing somebody like a Jesse Marsh in that just looks riddled with with, um, risks as well and I think you're looking at somebody who's never managed in the Premier League Joe tells me it did not end particularly well at Leipzig for him it didn't start well. It, there was there was no point when it was going well for him. Okay, so he's going to come in, and from what we've read, he's he will try and play in a similar way. So if you're going to try and play in a similar way, why are you getting rid of Bielsa? I mean, yeah. he knows the players far better than Jesse Marsh. Whilst the players are struggling on the pitch to do the job they need to, deep down, a great many of them will feel they owe an immense amount of their recent careers to be able to, and what he has done for many of them he, he's taken many of those players to heights that they have not experienced before and would not have experienced without Bielsa regardless of what he says with his modesty and obviously not ignoring the fact that the players have worked hard themselves to get to where they are but there has to be that union and that relationship between players and head coach that, that means Bielsa is worth sticking with and yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I don't see the I don't see the the benefits of bringing somebody else in outweighing the the, the costs if you're just going to insist on the same style of play because yeah. the squad is catered to it. And, and and we were saying this before. It would be so messy. It would be incredibly messy. You know, to because of the situation with Bielsa's coaching staff and how you know they're paid out of Bielsa's pocket and having to negotiate payoffs for for them and, and that sort of thing. Because it's not an easy transplant, is it? Not at you can't just transplant them out and, and bring somebody else. You can't do in. that in the space of seven days. It would be impossible. It would be rushed, and you know, ultimately, if, if that is the decision which is taken, it's one which will have lots of questions because you know, just just looking on, on social media after the game, you know, with the, the even this the, the suggestion that that might have been Bielsa's last game, so many people coming out of the woodwork to say that you know they that Bielsa has given them, you know, reignited their footballing supportership. You know, the 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 feeling that. That, that he's instilled and, and, and the faith that they still have despite this you know really really treacherous run so it it, it, it would be it would be an incredibly incredibly bold decision and, and, I, and yeah and I, if, not, if, yeah. if they went to Leicester and got tonked straight away without yeah. any sign of change then everybody's going to say what on earth have we done 
we've just removed the finest manager that the club has seen in more than 20 years and we're now stuck with you know I'm not going to name a name but you know we, we are stuck with manager X who does not know the players particularly well he's now got 11 games to turn it around and there was no vis- visible manager bounce in that loss at Leicester so these are things they've got to look at and I mean I'm, I'm not saying if they stick with Bielsa they're definitely going to stay up I'm not saying that I think that it, it's equally risky but I just think you've got to look at the lesser of three or four evils and I just I think there, corner, were, right, essentially. there is enough credit there and enough um, recent evidence to believe that at least it can it can work you know it's not a case of it's never worked and we're just flogging a dead horse it's been very bad recently but we know it can work if they can just find that bounce in some way. I mean, again, the reports in the week, uh, the steers that people are getting from other people in the club would suggest that Bamford, Phillips and Cooper are not far away at all. But Bielsa, of course, is continuing to manage expectations in the press and he is saying, no, no, early March is looking unrealistic now. But the noises we hear from other, other avenues are different and there is there is at least some hope that those players will be in place still in early March. So That will be a massive bounce whenever they come back. Regardless of what Bielsa says about, I mean, they're going to be rusty, but it's just going to at least change the scenery. I mean, when Rodrigo and Click came on at half-time, no part of me thought that they're going to suddenly find the recipe. I mean, Bielsa tried to explain that somewhere, didn't he? He, yeah. he? he effectively tried to put the team on the pitch that had done so well in the second half against Manchester United, didn't he? With yeah. Rodrigo up top. Um, Forshaw behind in a more uh, defensive role um, and then click on the pitch as well he, that's what he was looking for but he, I mean I think he said that they're just not managing it he, he says that it's not that it's a question it's not they're not trying yeah it's not that they're not trying to do the right things it's just they're not managing to do it which leaves you with the question of you know where, where, where do we go from here and you know you look ahead at the, the fixtures to come you've got Leicester you've got Villa You've got Norwich on paper, obviously not not taking into account the, the run that, that the team have been on. They are three winnable games so far this season. Leeds have not been beaten by any of those three teams. You know, Leicester it was one-one here at Ellen Road. Norwich two-one at Carrow Road. Villa three-three at, at Villa Park. You know, there 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 is there is hope that you know it can be turned around. And as as you've been saying. It's not as though Bielsa's system has not worked this season or it's been completely devoid of ideas. It has worked. There have been games where Leeds have played for you know maybe 30 to 45 minutes like they did last season. They haven't been able to sustain that over a 90-minute period, to, to my mind. But, yeah, we, I, keep, I keep coming back to the, to the thought that, you know, what happens if the certain players just take their foot off the gas, just, just 2, 3, 4, 5% because Bielsa's no longer there? That's... You know, it, it, it doesn't bear thinking about because you can't just get that back in, a, in an instant. I think that's why the conversations with um, Cooper, Ailing and Dallas are going to be particularly important. The, the board need to read the room, read the dressing room, I should say. They need to understand the way the players are feeling and the way they, they might react if a, if a change of manager did occur. So they need to be aware of that. And if they were not to consult the players and make that change, and like Joe says, there is a at least some risk of alienating some of the players who are firmly entrenched with Bielsa and want to fight with him until until yeah. the end. 
I mean, in terms of the game, I mean, much like Liverpool, there's, there doesn't feel like there's a lot to really discuss, to be honest. I mean, the defending was, was really poor. I think Firpo, Llorente and Harrison got my lowest marks. I think Llorente's defending on the, the Kane goal is abysmal. Firpo, how on earth is Kuliszewski? Just rolls in, doesn't he? He's, Kuliszewski's facing the corner flag and within five seconds he's scoring. It just, it just, it just should not be happening. It, it should not be happening. Um, and Harrison just was just run ragged by Matt Doherty and was then removed at, at half-time and, and again provided nothing in the final third. Um, I mean, it's, it's difficult to find any redeemable performances in that, similar to Liverpool. Yeah. You know, there was, there wasn't really anything. I mean, it, we should make note that Robin Cock hit the post and we sort of uh, a very yeah, tame Rafinha with a free kick. Rafinha hit the post The game was, was long gone by then. But yeah, exactly. The game was, it was 4-0 by Cock that Cock hit the post at 2-0, did he? 2-0, yeah. I mean, that, that does change a lot. Um, that did inject a bit of life briefly into the stadium, didn't it? But I feel like it would have been a similar scenario to, to, to Manchester United where, you know, you, mm. you get one back, or you get the equaliser. You're still but then, ragged. But you still run ragged and, and Spurs would have likely gone and got another. The, the space that was being given to Harry Kane when he was dropping off and just able to ping balls over the top was... It, it was always likely, you know, the, the Son goal where, where he plays it over for him and it just lands on his touch. It was always likely to happen. And, it, it, it wasn't just a case of you know the, the better players won in the day. It was, you know, it, it pains me to say, but I think Antonio Conte definitely he, he got his spot on. Oh, okay. he got it bang on, and and he also didn't today. We were expecting Kane to be the man dropping deep, and, and that Son and Kuliszewski would be providing the penetration. But as it was, Son was playing. Son and Kuliszewski were playing just as narrow and as deep as Kane were, and it was the wing backs. Sessegnon and Doherty were just bombing on and always seemed to be one of, if not the furthest men forward for Spurs and they were getting in behind uh, the Leeds fullbacks. they were running Dallas and Firpo ragged and if they weren't mopping up then they were pulling back for Son, Kane and Kuliszewski who were arriving later on and Conte took great pleasure post-match in saying that that was the mark of his system, yeah. you know, that was the first time he really saw his system really being imprinted with one wing back assisting the other. Yeah. Uh, that, that seems to be what he's been looking for since day one. How many low crosses were there in that game which went from one wing back to the other? I mean, the first goal is that. That is what that move was. Sums up his Chelsea team as well. Yeah, exactly. Moses and Alonso. Yeah. Um, it, was, it, it, was, it was a team performance in, in his image and, and Leeds suffered because of it, unfortunately. We've got a week to go now. There's no midweek game which will give at least some pause for thought. We'll obviously try and stay on top of the Bielsa stuff as best we can. Clearly, there are a very select few people making this decision and therefore the, the chain reaction of, of people hearing the news the news getting out will then sort of grow from there but it, it really does come down to being in that room in the boardroom when a decision is made if any decision is made uh, and then it's Leicester in the same slot next Saturday we'll be at, we'll be at Leicester City for the Saturday lunchtime kickoff. and uh, based on the reports that are coming out uh, online tonight you know, who knows who the head coach is going to be for the first time in, in three and a half years we're saying that you know, we don't actually know who the head coach may well be um, changes wise I mean based on what Bielsa has said it sounds like that still will come too soon for, for uh, Phillips Cooper Bamford who was sat in the director's box today so it may well be the same 20 that we go with again and I don't know what alternatives are they go with I mean Le Leicester are there to be got at we'll see how Leicester I think Leicester have they got a game this weekend Yes, they're playing uh, Burnley yes. on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. playing Burnley in midweek. So we'll see how they get on against Burnley. I mean, that's, that's an ironic one. Do we want them to beat Burnley and, and go to and the King Power in, yeah. in confident? Or do we want them to lose and, and give Burnley three points? I suppose a draw is the, 
It's a stop response, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> I mean, I, I still wouldn't want Burnley to be picking up any additional points because they, right, yeah. they still have two games in hand yeah. on Leeds. I think you take a Leicester win and hope that they rest on the laurels yeah. at King Power. And, and you, you maybe hope that they're, they're, they're a bit tired after playing on the Tuesday with Leeds true. on Saturday. Yeah, true, true. And, and obviously they've had two Europa League ties in the mix as well. Yeah. They were in Denmark over the, um, in midweek. So lots of, um, lots of games for them. So hopefully maybe some, some tiredness to exploit because that's exactly what Leeds would need. Yeah. Going into a game and just putting a stamp on it and just constantly putting the, the opposition on the back foot like they did last season, keeping them on the ropes and and, and putting them to the sword with, with a few goals. But yeah, that feels a long a long way off. It really does. It really does at the moment. Um, we'll wrap it up there, but you know, keep your chins up and as I say, keep across Leeds High for Life at Cody UK and we'll try and bring you some of the analysis from today Joe's just put the transcript up from Bielsa that's got every word again a quite fascinating press conference very very little few questions about the game itself and personnel and injuries it was all about Bielsa and the system and whether it's working and, and his immediate future um, and yeah and, and we will be there whatever happens next Saturday at Leicester thanks for joining